Welcome. You're listening to Strength for the Hour, the radio outreach of Fruit of the Vine Ministries in Louisville, Ohio. We're passionate about strengthening you with deep truths from the Word of God and bringing hope to the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. So may you experience new life from this message today by John Davison. Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Jesus, you said that we, after your death, burial, and resurrection, you said that we, Lord, we are the light of the world now, Lord, and you pass that baton off to us, Father. So I ask you, Lord, by your mighty name, by the grace that you've given to us, your church, by the mercies that are renewed and anewed every single morning, Father, I ask you to look upon each one of us listening to this right now, Father, with grace and mercy and compassion, Father, with love, because your love never fails, Father, and because your love never fails and you are love, Father, that means you never fail us, Lord. So, Father, we ask you today in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, to teach us what it means to be light unto the world, what light is, where it comes from, Father, and what light does to the world around us. Father, when we allow your light to shine through us, when we allow your spirit to move through us, Lord, and as we allow you to walk amongst us, Father, and invite your presence. So we invite you today here, Father, speak to us through your word in the precious mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I am coming to you today in the book of Colossians. I'm in chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 9, and I'm going to work my way through verse 13, because this is something that we don't hear a whole lot about, and we've never really been taught what this means. In other words, the people that have spoke about this, okay, they've touched on it. They've, they've, they've sort of meditated over it, if you will, instead of meditating on it. And today, let's meditate on what it means, what the kingdom of God is, the descriptive attributes of it, and what it means to be light unto the world. Really, if we're the light unto the world, we must understand what that means in order to make sure that that light is continually shining. Maybe the light's a little dim in you today. Maybe the light feels like it's just too much burden to carry. Maybe you feel like the darkness has overpowered the light in you, and yet you want to be the light, and you want to be the salt of the world. How do we overcome? How do we be more than conquerors through him who first loved us? If we don't understand what it means to be light, this way we can be light, and that we can let that light shine through us so that the light can overwhelm us, and so that we can be just like our Father in heaven who is an all-consuming fire. It takes fire to produce light. And Jesus said, listen, John the Baptist said about Jesus, okay? Jesus himself said, you're the light of the world, right? But John the Baptist said, one is coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire produces light. The Holy Ghost is in you if you're a born-again believer of Jesus Christ, but some of us are lacking the fire and the light that we were promised. Today we need to ask the Father to give us fire so that we can be the light that he calls us. Amen. 
So Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 says this, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. That's my, that's my prayer today, brothers and sisters. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God will give us this fire right now in Jesus' name. He said, I'm praying for you. And we have not stopped praying for you. Asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's what we're talking about. God's will is for you to be a light unto the world. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened, being strengthened, listen, with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. The kingdom of light. The glorious inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Endurance, patience, joyful. Listen, if you're not feeling these things right now, Ask the Father for the baptism of fire so that you can burn from the inside out for the presence, the manifest presence of God in your life so the fruits of the Spirit can manifest themselves. Where does this idea of a light come from? Where does it come from? Well, listen, if you go all the way back to Exodus, okay, chapter 25, verse 31 to 37, listen, this goes all the way back to the temple. It goes all the way back to keeping your wicks trimmed. Where does this come from? Where does this idea of keeping your wicks trimmed come from? Listen, Exodus chapter 25, verse 31, this is the light that was continually burning in the temple. God says this, make a lampstand of pure gold and hammer it out, base and shaft. Its flower-like buds and blossoms shall be of one piece with it. Listen, six branches are to extend from the side of the lampstand, three on one side, three on the other. Three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms are to be on one branch, three on the next branch, and the same for the stand. On the lampstand, there are to be four cups shaped like almond bud flowers with buds and blossoms. One bud shall be under the first pair of branches extending so on and so forth. Jump down to verse 40. It says, see that you make them according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Listen, what does Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 1 says? It says this. It says that the law is a shadow of the things that are coming, but not the realities themselves. Listen, the menorah, the seven stick menorah. Listen, this number seven is the number for perfection. Okay. In the scriptures, the menorah itself is a shadow of what is to come right? The menorah was what lit up the temple. The menorah is what was giving light unto the priests so the priests could do their job. Listen, the priests need to be able to do their job. If they can't do their job, then they can't be a light unto the world. It takes the light to be the light. And once you're the light, you need to maintain the light. Listen to what God says after he gives the menorah. Listen, Chapter 27, verse 20, command the Israelites to bring you clear oil pressed olives for the light that the lamp may be kept burning. What is pure oil? 
pure oil is the purest of the purest of the purest oil. When you take an olive and you squeeze it, okay, when you squeeze the olive and the oil comes out, all right, the first oil that comes out is the purest, cleanest, most refined oil. What does he say here? Bring clear oil of pressed olives for the light. Listen, some of you today need pure oil. Some of you today need to put some oil in your lampstand so that you can burn bright. That's what we want to do here. So listen, in the tent of meeting outside the curtain that is in front of the testimony, Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord. From every from evening till morning, this is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for the generations to come. And first Corinthians chapter 10 says, listen, everything the Israelites did were to be an example for us. So if the priests, Aaron and the priests had to keep their lamp burning, okay, which is a pattern, how much more should we, the church, the actual fullness of the law, the church, if the church is a fulfillment of what the pattern was, then the fulfillment should be better, greater, bigger, more full, and brighter than the pattern. The menorah points to the body of Christ, the light unto the world. The menorah was the light unto the priests. And now Jesus tells us, listen, to John in the book of Revelation chapter 1, he says, listen, I am making you a holy priesthood, a holy nation, a holy convocation. So what does that mean? If you're a holy priest, you need oil. You need oil so you can see what you're doing. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25. This parable is about to be broken open so that you understand what Jesus was getting at. Listen to this, Matthew 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Listen, he's talking about lamps. He's talking about lights. He's talking about oil. He's talking about meeting the bridegroom. We're the bride of Christ. Jesus is the bridegroom. Listen, five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any extra oil. Listen, we're going right back to not having oil. Do you feel like you're missing some oil today? Are you burning bright for the kingdom of heaven? Are you burning bright for the kingdom of righteousness? Are you burning bright for the kingdom of Jesus Christ? Listen to what it says. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Why? Because they didn't bring oil. Then all the virgins, listen, then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, listen, give us some of your oil. Why? Because they weren't burning. They weren't the light. They weren't being the light. They were sleeping. And listen... When you wake up, you can trim your wick still, and you can still get oil. It's still time. You have a very small window, but Jesus is going to return, and he's going to find some people sleeping, and he's going to find some people burning for him. Some people with their wicks trimmed. Listen, no, they replied. The, the wise ones said, listen, no, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil, buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived and the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth. I don't know you. I don't know you. What is Jesus saying here? Listen, 
he's making a point here. He's saying, listen, if you don't have the oil, if you're not burning, if you're not being a light unto the world, then you need to check yourself because that is what I destined you. I predestined you from the foundation of the world for. And if you're not feeling that today, brothers and sisters, ask the Lord for a baptism of fire. Get on your hands and knees before the king of kings and say, I don't want to be found without oil. I don't want to be found with a smoldering wick. I don't want to be found sleeping when you come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Listen to what the scripture says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2. He says this, I promised you to one husband to Christ so that I may present you as a pure virgin to him. Listen, he's talking about virgins and virgin oil. Virgins have virgin oil, pure oil before the king. And the menorah is a picture of the bride of Christ burning, having the oil and being amongst the king of kings. He says, listen, I dedicated you. I dedicated you. Listen, I promised you. In other words, when you promise something, you've dedicated to do it. He's dedicating you to one husband that he may present you as a pure virgin to him. All scripture is God breathed and useful for correction, rebuking and training in righteousness that the man or woman may be fully equipped for what? Every good work. You may be to the fullness of Christ. You may come to the fullness of Christ, him who died for you. Listen, Jesus says this. He makes this statement. He goes, listen, in Matthew five fourteen, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That sounds an awful lot like being in Christ. And when you're in Christ, the fullness of Christ dwells. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. The Holy Spirit just bursts out. He says, pressed down, shaken together and running over. In other words, there's so much there that it just has to come out of the seams. And he says, listen, if that's not the case and you're hiding it under a bushel, if you're hiding it under a bowl, then you're not being the, the, the lampstand that you were designed to be. A lamp is designed to give light, brothers and sisters. You just say, I don't, I don't feel like light. Yeah, this is really good, and I'm very, very, very encouraged by what God has for me. But this isn't this isn't helping me in my situation right now. You're just helping me feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, there's good news. There's good news for that. There's good news for that. It gives us instructions on how to become the pure oil in the lamp. We allow pure oil in our lamp so that we can burn. It's about holiness. It's about purity. It's about cleanliness and virginity in Christ. Listen, a new creation, a new creation that is undefiled. Listen, it doesn't matter what you did before. It matters who you are now. If you've been born again, you're a new creation. Those old things that stained you, they no longer have the authority to come and stain you. And listen to the instructions that are given in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. 
For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship, listen, can light have with darkness? Now, he's not saying, he's not saying that you shouldn't be involved with people in the world. He's not saying that you shouldn't reach out to people in love. He's not saying that you should reject every single person. Absolutely not. God wishes that none should perish, and God is love, so therefore we should love. That should be our first response to every situation, no matter who it is, should be love, concern, compassion and reaching out. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning if you're standing there, you reach your hand out to somebody to pull them out of a ditch. He's saying, listen, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, I can pull you into the kingdom right now with my right hand, my mighty hand and my outstretched arm. The kingdom is now the kingdom is near. But he says, listen, what fellowship can light have with darkness? In other words, he says to reach them, but resist them. Reach out to them, but resist their agendas. Resist what they're trying to feed you. Resist what they're trying to put in you because you're a pure vessel designed for pure oil. And listen, if you put a contaminant in the oil, guess what? It smolders the fire. Guess what? It puts out the fire. It says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit is always likened unto oil, brothers and sisters. This is good news, and we've got instruction on what to do. God gives us, he doesn't leave us without a comforter. He said, it's good that I go, because if I don't go, then I won't send the comforter. And listen, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8 says this, For you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out, listen, he says to you, this is your instructions today. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. He says, listen, have nothing to do with it, man. It's not you. That's not who you are now. You're a new creation. And he says this in verse 13, but everything exposed by light becomes visible. You need to get yourself around some light. Okay. If you're walking around with darkness, okay, and you're not being a light, then darkness will consume you. But if you're the light and you walk in darkness, then your light will consume the darkness. Do you feel consumed by darkness right now? I'm begging you, ask the Lord right now for a baptism of fire, a baptism of fire. And it says that in Matthew. I know I've quoted the scripture a couple of times, but just so that you can pick up your Bible... And you can read it yourself. This is in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who's more powerful than I am, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire is light. Fire is fire. It burns brightly. And he says, listen, don't be like the sleeping bride. Keep your wicks trimmed. He says, keep the oil in your lamps. You got to keep going. You got to, as Paul said, you got to run the race. You got to keep the faith and you have to play by 
the rules. Every game you play, if you play by a different set of rules, then you're disqualified. God gave us some rules. He gave us some a pattern of how to play the game called life. And he says, listen, if you'll follow the rules, you're going to win the game. But if you cheat and you don't follow the rules, you'll be disqualified and tossed out from the prize. This is a this is something Jesus said, if I speak to you of earthly things and you don't understand, how much more will you not understand when I speak of heavenly things? Every principle in the world is a pattern of what is happening in the spiritual realm. Listen to first John chapter two. Uh, this is going to be verse eight through ten. So first John chapter two, verse eight through ten, he says, listen, anyone who he said, listen, Yet I am writing you a new commandment. Its truth is seen in him and you because darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make that individual stumble. So listen, if you hate your brother, maybe you're mad at somebody right now. Maybe you need to go to somebody and you need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe you need to maybe you need to be forgiven. Maybe you need to ask the Lord to forgive you for something. You have an opportunity to go before the King of Kings right now. You say, "Yeah, but I'm not saved and I want this baptism of fire and I want this Holy Ghost you're talking about and I want to live this life of victory that you listen. Come to Jesus Christ right now. And even if you are saved, come to Jesus Christ right now. It says boldly approach the throne of grace that what we may receive mercy because listen god loves you man god loves you so much listen to what jesus says if you want to be in the presence of jesus does anybody want to be in the presence of jesus because i know i do if anybody wants to be in the presence of jesus listen to where jesus is i want you to listen to where jesus is the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, John says, listen, I turned around to see the voice of the one who was speaking to me. Now, Jesus is the one speaking to John. And when I turned, I saw seven lampstands. I saw seven golden menorahs. I saw lights. I saw lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the son of man dressed in the robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around. He says, listen, his head and his hair were like wool. And as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of a rushing wind. In his right hand, he held seven stars, right? He says, listen, jump down to verse 19. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place. He says, listen, the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and of the seven golden lampstands, is this. The seven stars are the angels in the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Listen, where does Jesus walk? Jesus walks among the lampstands, brothers and sisters. He walks among, listen, listen to verse, listen. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're the church. You are the church. Be the church. Listen, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be among them. I will be in their midst. I will walk among these individuals where two or three are gathered in my name. Where is that? Among the lampstands, among the church, the only ones who can gather under his name. The name that is above every name because at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So listen to Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5. Listen, it says this. 
Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Here it is about the lampstands. Listen, Jesus is talking about some lampstands here. The church, the bride of Christ, is the light unto the world. We are the lampstand to this dark age. We are the ones who get to shine and shine our Father's glory into this world. We're the ones that get to consume the darkness. Jesus passed the baton off to us. And if you feel like you're in darkness right now, just listen, right now. Do this with me right now. Don't wait. If you're in your car, I want you to pull over. If you're in at your home, I want you to stop what you're doing, okay? Listen, wherever you're at, maybe you're at the gym right now, okay? Whatever you're doing right now, stop what you're doing. Take heart of everything that we just spoke about and say this with me. Father God, I want to burn, Lord. I want to burn with your fire, Jesus. I want to experience a baptism of the Spirit so deeply, Lord, that I burn so brightly that nothing in this world can smolder me. Nothing can stifle me. Nothing can quench me, Lord, but your love and your mercy, Father. Only you, Lord, are the one above this baptism, Father. Nothing, Father, will I put above your fire. Nothing, Father, will I put above your Holy Spirit living inside of me. Nothing, Lord, will I put above your name and your glory and your kingdom in Jesus' mighty name, Father. Father, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, to fall upon every person listening to this, Father, and be consumed with a baptism of fire, Lord, that you would ignite a generation, Lord, both the older generation, the younger generation, and the generation to come, Lord. Holy Spirit, fall upon them right now, Lord, in tongues of fire, Lord. Father, just like the day of Pentecost, Father, let your spirit fall right now in the name of Jesus, the Messiah. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www.fruitofthevine.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine there you'll find a link to our facebook and youtube if you'd like to send us a letter please write to fruit of the vine ministries p.o box 222 Louisville, ohio 44641 and for a final word of encouragement here again is john davison thanks alex you know god anointed the new testament writers and the holy spirit spoke through them and says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, 
yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. So I just thank you so much for taking your time and listening to the Word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the Word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in His perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, Shalom. Shalom.